WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here in the Tuesday edition of our show. Welcome aboard at 6 o'clock for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Trump heads home. Details in one minute. On Martin Luther King Jr., shocking new tapes revealed. Should he be taken off the pedestal? Next on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump gave a Memorial Day speech to U.S. and Japanese forces at the Yokosuka Naval Base in Japan. He says their alliance has done wonders for security. Together you're advancing freedom on the high seas, shielding our nation from dangerous weapons, and preserving the peace that generations of valiant American warriors gave their lives to secure. President Trump has been on a state visit to Japan, where he became the first world leader to meet with Japan's new emperor. The president heads back to the United States today. Quite a trip in Japan. We'll hop on the Trump train and chronicle it all, and we'll hear more of what I thought was a terrific Memorial Day speech delivered uh, from a U.S. military vessel in Japan. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Four Florida universities are partnering with Haifa University in Israel, just one of the newest trade agreements during Governor Ron DeSantis's trade mission. With some of the universities, uh, some of it was subject matter they were interested, like particularly with anything involving marine sciences and water. Um, and then some of it was, I think, just synergy based on, you know, if you're in South Florida, you have some kind of natural synergy with Israel. Florida Atlantic, Miami-Dade College, the University of North Florida, and Florida A&M will work with Haifa University on a series of research and educational projects. A Volusia County resident is credited with helping police catch a driver suspected in a deadly hit-and-run. Two pedestrians were hit by an SUV yesterday in Ormond Beach. Witnesses tell the News Journal the driver of the SUV tried to flee the scene, but a man driving a truck forced the driver off the road. One of the pedestrians died while the other victim was critically injured. A fatal shooting in Orange County is under investigation. It happened late yesterday afternoon on Willow Street in Zellwood. A 65-year-old man was pronounced dead at the scene. No arrest has been announced. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Line at 800-423-TIPS. On Florida's Gulf Coast, a Brooksville woman is recovering after being mauled by a pack of pit bulls on her morning walk. The dog's owner, Ralph Hughes, says he did not know the three canines had gotten out of his yard before the attack on the 70-year-old victim. He tells News Channel 8 in Tampa he had no idea they would be capable of doing something like this. When they told me, you know, I, I couldn't believe it because they're so good with people, you know. You think you know them, but you don't, you know. Who's surrendered the drugs to be put down but is still being cited for several violations. Mount Everest is the highest peak in the world, and lately it's proving to be quite dangerous. 62-year-old Christopher Kulish, a lawyer from Boulder, Colorado, had a dream of scaling the highest peak on each of the seven continents. He made his final summit, the world's highest, Everest, at over 29,000 feet. And on Monday, he died at a camp below the summit during his descent. The cause of death unknown at this time, but about half a dozen climbers died on Everest just last week, most of them while descending. John Saucier, Fox News. And it's really getting crowded up there. And they've had 11 deaths on the summit of Everest, Alan. And uh, yes. I think the feeling is, among other things, they've got some people who are really not in the condition they need to be in 
to survive going to the peak of the highest mountain and down. That's right. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A Kentucky man forces an Amazon driver to rake his driveway at gunpoint. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And good morning to you. Great to be back with you here on a Tuesday morning. Hope you had a very special Memorial Day celebration yesterday. We had wonderful ceremonies all over the Metro Orlando area. As I'm joined this morning by my co-host Alan Spector and our executive producer Mike Yaffe, and uh, taking your calls this morning, Melissa Fox. Um, I had the privilege again for the, I think the 25th or 26th year in a row now of uh, being the MC for the very moving ceremony put on by Sally Kopke and her incredible team over at Glen Haven Memorial Park in Winter Park. And uh, under tents, it was still just brutally hot. Um, We had uh, a tremendous turnout. And I met so many of your patriots who came up to me after the the ceremony. And, uh, And it was wonderful reconnecting with you, those in uniform and those who were civilians. And so many of you who listened to this show and had so many nice things to say about this ensemble we've put together that's the greatest team I've ever worked with in my 17 years here on WFLA. And it was great to connect with you, Patriots, and it was a wonderful, wonderful ceremony. There were many around the area, um, and I hope you availed yourself of that. Um, In a moment, we're going to get into these explosive new surveillance tapes that the FBI made Uh, of Martin Luther King Jr. back in the 1960s. And um, there are those who say this may seriously tarnish his legacy. I will share this information with you, and we will talk about it together coming up. And in just two minutes, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, 607 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now and um, Dateline Dayton, Ohio, where they will be surveying the damage and continuing to search for anyone who might be injured when the sun comes up. The surrounding area in Dayton uh, hit by a devastating tornado last night. There have been some injuries reported so far, no deaths. Rescue crews digging through debris looking for people who might be trapped. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The late civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., is an iconic figure without question, a speaker without parallel, a man who led the nonviolent civil rights protest movement principally in the 50s, late 50s, and into the 60s until his assassination in 1968. It has always been known that he was not, to one degree or another, faithful to his wife, Coretta Scott King. But now we know more than we have known, because then-FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover ordered the surveillance of King and recording his conversations, citing concerns that King might have links to the Communist Party in the U.S., and may have been doing their bidding to foment social unrest, which was widespread, as you know, as most of you know, back in the 1960s. Now, an author 
who has been very pro-MLK, as a matter of fact, won a Pulitzer Prize for a biography of King in the 1980s, um, David Garrow, has gotten into the documents that have been stored away by the FBI. I guess the actual recordings are sealed up until 2027. But he's gotten into the documents, and what he is revealing now um, raises some serious questions in his mind. Keep in mind, this guy, this this guy is he's a left winger. He's a liberal. He again, he wrote a very positive MLK novel. All right, so that's where he's coming from ideologically. He says this: what's revealed here, and and their sex tapes is what they are, indicating. You know, either MLK participating in or approving of and standing by and witnessing with approval some really bizarre sexual acts and some acts of violence and depravity. And the author, David Garrow, says this poses so fundamental a challenge to King's historical stature as to require the most complete and extensive historical review possible. Um, I'll give you a little bit of this cleaned up as best I can. Some of this is not suitable for our show. When one of the women, well, let, let me see. Um, it, he, was, he was taped at the historic Woodard Hotel, among other places, located near the White House in 1964, discussing uh, with another minister which women among their congregations would be most suitable for both natural and unnatural sex acts. And when one of the women protested that she did not approve, according to the documents, the Baptist minister immediately and forcefully raped her, while King is alleged to have looked on, laughed, and offered advice during the rape. FBI agents were in the room next door, but they did not intervene. The following day, the documents show King and a dozen others allegedly participated in a sex orgy, engaging in acts of degeneracy and depravity. When one woman showed reluctance, King was allegedly heard saying that performing the act will help your soul. Um, now, you may think the Bud Man's going to stand here and get on his soapbox and preach that we need to remove all symbols of Martin Luther King Jr. from American society. That is exactly the opposite of where I am coming from. But I want something in return for the stance I'm taking. I mean, get rid of the MLK holiday... Take down that statue built some years ago in the mall, the National Mall in D.C.? No. No to either. No to removing the MLK street signs you will find in just about every city in America. No to that as well. No to destroying and removing from view and destroying the reputations of iconic figures in America. And Dr. King is one of them. He did extraordinarily good and great things in this country. He has this part of his life, which as a minister and a man of God should incense any believer. And this part of his life, particularly in the Me Too era of women's rights, should incense any woman regardless of color, what is revealed here. Far from a perfect man. But I don't want to get rid of the MLK holiday. I don't want to get rid of the statues. I don't want to get rid of the street signs. I don't want his name removed from textbooks and history books. 
What I want is for the movement to do exactly those things to the likes of slave owner George Washington, slave owner Thomas Jefferson, slave owner Andrew Jackson, and other iconic figures down through the history of this country. They did some things that don't play in the 21st century, but they did not live in the 21st century. And they did immeasurable good. Without Washington and Jefferson, you don't have a country and you don't have a declaration of independence, for God's sake. So stop this movement when somebody did something or does something that does not work in our society today. Stop the movement, which is going full bore, to remove all symbols of them and to remove them from the public consciousness. That needs to stop. I'm not calling for that to be done to King, but I wonder, will people out there who've been calling for iconic figures in American history to be disregarded and discredited and removed from view and our consciousness, Will they cease? As I, as I think they need to. And in the Me Too movement, for God's sakes, how in the world can any woman possibly want to pay homage to Dr. Martin Luther King based on what we now know in those FBI surveillance tapes from the 1960s? What's your take on all of this? Can we talk about this? This is an important story that, of course, the liberal mainstream media wants no part of. But it is out there, and we talk about the hot topics, no matter how uncomfortable they may make some of you. What is your take on my take on the MLK tapes? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rate supply. We'll get the rest of the team involved, but I want to hear from the smartest audience in talk radio on an explosive story that broke over the weekend. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. And we'll get to all of it right after a very quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This local headline for you right now. People looking to get hitched this fall in Orlando may have to change their plans. The Orchid Garden and Ballroom recently announced its final event to be held on November 3rd. The downtown spot on Church Street has been a popular place for wedding parties, but it will be demolished as part of the plans for SunTrust Plaza. Company officials say they'll work to find new homes for all events scheduled for after November 3rd at the old Orchid Garden and Ballroom. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So the author of a very, very positive novel, a book rather, biography on Dr. Martin Luther King, David Garrow, has gotten into the FBI files, the written documents from their surveillance of King during the 1960s. And they really do reveal, as reported by the author, who, again, you know, is a huge, huge pro-Martin Luther King guy. He's not an enemy of his. You know, calls into question 
the future of King's legacy because they reveal him to be a sexual predator and a pervert. And that, and that is exactly it. And my take on this, Alan, because you were in the newsroom, uh, may surprise some people. I'm not calling for an end to the MLK holiday, for taking down the statue on the National Mall, and for changing all the MLK street names across this country, because he's an iconic figure here, but not a perfect man. And in his private life, this is, this is you know, it's shocking. It's more than just infidelity that was kind of known uh, in terms of his relationship with his wife. But, uh, you know, I don't want to see iconic figures torn down and removed. I don't want to see Washington and Jefferson dishonored because they owned slaves. I don't want Robert Lee's statues removed or Confederate statues because these people fought for what they believed in and a divisive time in American history, but had so many positive qualities aside from that part of their lives as we view it from the 21st century perspective. Let's remember, these are all human beings we are talking about, and we are all fallible. We all have things that we are not proud of in our lives. You know, except for you, bud, of course. No, but, are you <laughs> kidding? No, no, no. But, you know, uh, you know the uh, what happens in a person's personal life, I don't think you can say it affects the history that they made in terms of Martin Luther King or George Washington or all these other people we're talking about here. It's Let me bring on Melissa, who had an interesting experience. When, she, when I sent her the links to this story we wanted to talk about this morning, you happened to be at a party, and uh, you were listening to a whole bunch of people who were ripping into our current president about the private side of his life. Yes, and then I brought up the MLK Jr. stuff that we were going to talk about this morning, and they said immediately, abruptly, oh, well, a person's personal life should not be part of the politics. It should not. Refl-. And I went, wait a minute, what? What about all you people in Trump and the, the dossier that isn't even true and you spit it out at me every time we turn around? Isn't that personal stuff, too? So maybe there's a little something here. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think we need to be consistent, and I think we're not being in many cases. But, um, again, that's where, that's where we are on this. And, Alan, I'm glad you see it my way in terms of not demanding perfection you know, of human beings. And, you know, and people have done great things to all of a sudden say they have no value. They must be destroyed. They must be taken down. They must be removed from the, from the, from the physical landscape and the public discourse. Yeah, and I think uh, the support for Dr. Martin Luther King in certain segments of this society is so deep-rooted and so strong, this will not make a difference, much as sexual misconduct allegations against President Trump have not made a difference to his base of support for the most part. You know, and then there's JFK, who was a philanderer, etc., and is an icon. Do we extinguish the eternal flame in Washington? No, we do not. Do we discredit Washington and Jefferson because they owned slaves at a time in this in this nation's early years when that was very, very common? No, we do not. Yeah, I mean, the question is, will this destroy his legacy? I don't think it will destroy it. It might tarnish it a little bit because this aspect of his life is now going to be a part of his story, and you can't ignore it. But no, it won't destroy it. He accomplished too much good for our society, I think, to destroy it at least anytime soon. Let's uh, bring on the textures, shall we? Give me a couple of highlights there. Uh, we got one that says MLK will get the same type of forgiveness that Marion Barry and Bill Clinton have gotten. There's no equal consequence between the divisions in society, which I think Alan was saying as well. Uh, and Bertha checked in. She wanted to let you know that they knew he was a dirty boy. 
but it didn't matter because of what good things he did. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Then have it not matter that Washington Jefferson owns slaves. All right. Have it not matter. Have it not matter that Robert, General Robert Lee turned out to be on the wrong side of the Civil War. This man could have commanded the North. He was so highly regarded. So be consistent with that. Be consistent with that. Good morning, Orlando. Good Tuesday morning to you at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. My co-host, Alan Spector, now to get us up to state with up to date. Beginning with a local story I think a lot of folks are going to like. Orlando Police Chief Orlando Rolan is tweeting how proud he is of two of his officers after their heroic actions at the airport. A 73-year-old Air Force veteran and retired police officer suffered a heart attack yesterday morning at Orlando International Airport. Master Sergeant Walter Roberson and Officer Dennis Phoenix performed a CPR and used a defibrillator to successfully revive the man. He was taken to the hospital for further treatment. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Members of the Florida Cabinet, now on a trade mission to Israel, will hold an official Cabinet meeting there this week. And not everyone is happy about it. The overseas location inside the new American embassy in Jerusalem may be more exotic than Tallahassee, but some say it violates sunshine laws. Barbara Peterson of the First Amendment Foundation says holding a meeting overseas is a barrier for most. Well, wait a minute. I don't have, you know, probably the $2,500 to be able to buy a ticket to Israel and stay in a hotel and do all of that, assuming my passport's up to date. The meeting agenda, more than ceremonial, the cabinet talking homeland security and water quality. The cabinet will meet again soon after their return. I'm Rory O'Neill. Measles cases are on the rise across the United States. The CDC says 60 new cases were reported last week, bringing the number of cases this year to 940. That makes the outbreak the worst since 1994, even after the disease was declared eliminated in 2000. A third measles case is reported here in Florida, this one in Pasco County. The Atlantic hurricane season begins Saturday. How prepared are low-income people to deal with a big storm? Rutgers University in New Jersey studied areas hit by Superstorm Sandy in 2012. They found people having a hard time making ends meet will have a hard time getting out of harm's way. People are not ready to do that. In order to do that, you have to have your medicines together. You have to have prescriptions so that you know if you get in another region what it is exactly that you need. And there are a lot of uh, preparations that go into evacuating as well. Dr. Joanna Berger says emergency agencies need to do a better job of reaching out to communities and helping low-income people come up with hurricane or other disaster plans. Legendary Florida State University baseball coach Mike Martin's final season is not over yet. FSU made the NCAA tournament yesterday. It is the 42nd year in a row the Seminoles will play for a chance to reach the College World Series. WFLA News Time is 6.36. Headlines Evangelist Franklin Graham is calling for Sunday, June 2nd to be a special day of prayer for President Trump. Graham wrote on Facebook Sunday that no president has been attacked like Trump and that God is the only hope for him and the nation. Graham wrote that the nation is on the edge of precipice, have a precipice, and that God is needed to protect, strengthen, and encourage and guide our president. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. You can count on it here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Very special people appear 
on the face of our money in America. On our paper money, we're talking great presidents of the past and iconic founding fathers. George Washington on the $1 bill, Abe Lincoln on the 5 First Treasury Secretary and Founding Father Alexander Hamilton on the 10. President Andrew Jackson on the 20. General and President U.S. Grant on the 50. And on the $100 bill, Founding Father Ben Franklin. That's it. Iconic former presidents and Founding Fathers. But during the Obama administration... The age of inclusion and racial equality and tipping the scale in another direction. The groundwork was laid to strip Andrew Jackson from the face of the $20 bill. Because he was a white former president who owned slaves and the 20 is a very popular bill. As a matter of fact, there are 8.9 billion of them in circulation right now. Melissa did the research for me on that. And the plans were made long-term under the Obama administration to have Jackson replaced by Harriet Tubman, who escaped slavery on Maryland's eastern shore, helped lead hundreds of people, maybe more, to freedom along the Underground Railway. There's no question about what an extraordinary figure Harriet Tubman was, but she was not part of the founding of this nation, and she is not a former president. And when Trump became president, he's a huge fan of Andrew Jackson. Jackson did a lot of great things. He was really the first populist president in this country. Now, he did sign some legislation that was brutal on the American Indians, Trail of Tears, etc., and he did own some slaves. But to take this man off the $20 bill was more than Trump could stomach. And he wasn't about to allow this to go through with Harriet Tubman. And so last week, his Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said, he was delaying the new Harriet Tubman 20 until 2028. This would be after Trump would finish his second term. Well, a New York designer by the name of Dan O'Wall, who happens to be white, by the way, said, we will just see about this. He has created a stamp, and he is selling these stamps and having people who don't like Jackson on the 20 and want Tubman there. They're, it's a it's a. It's an image of the face of Harriet Tubman, and they are stamping it right over the face of Andrew Jackson by the thousands. How do you feel about that? I'll tell you what the, um, the Bureau of Engraving in the federal government says about defacing bills. There's a penalty here. He says this does not fall under what would be penalized. But how do you feel about stamps of Harriet Tubman being stamped over the face of Andrew Jackson on $20 bills? It is happening. I am looking at one of those bills right here. See it? If not, we'll get Yaffe to post it on the website, WFORlando.com. But the word picture I have painted. What are your thoughts on this? How do you feel about these stamped over 20s 
with the Tubman image instead of Jackson. 407-916-5400. Anybody have a problem with that? Text line 23680. Standard message and data rate supply. You're next right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This headline in advance, I'm hopping on the Trump train with you in about 20 minutes. President Trump is taking aim at Joe Biden for his involvement in the 1994 crime bill. On Twitter yesterday, the president said no one can be elected president if they were associated with the law that expanded the death penalty, imposed harsher prison sentences, and provided more funding for prisons. Biden wrote the original version of that bill. Trump called it a dark period in American history. More on this and the rest of the Trump train uh, in our 8, 7 o'clock hour. Updates here at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. You know that here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So this guy who runs a print store is down a wall, I think, out of New York City. Got to be a Trump hater for sure here. Has decided that he's going to get as many of these Harriet Tubman stamps as he can and stamp them on as many $20 bills as he can because the Trump administration refuses to follow through with the Obama administration plan to replace Andy Jackson on the 20 with Harriet Tubman. Now, this is interesting. According to the U.S. Bureau of Engraving, I mean, is this desecration of the bill? Is there a penalty to be paid? Defacement of currency is prohibited under federal law. Under this provision, according to the Bureau, currency defacement is generally defined as follows. Whoever mutilates, cuts, disfigures, where else is this? Perforates, unites, or cements together, or does any other thing to any other bank bill, draft note, or other evidence of debt issued by any national banking association, blah, 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 with the intent to render such items unfit to be reissued, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned and not more than six months or both. Now, this guy, Wall, who came up with the Tubman stamp, and he's sold like 5,000 of them, and people are stamping 20s all over the place to put Tubman on there because the Trump administration has delayed that until at least 2028. Um, this guy says he's been careful not to violate U.S. law on defacing currency. He says the basic gist of the law is you can't render a bill illegible. You can't cover any text or numbers or anything on it to serve as an advertisement. Anything outside that, he says, if the bill is still fit for circulation, is fine. You can write on it. You can market it in any way. So I don't know where all of that is headed. But i got to tell you, Alan, as Melissa did the research for me, there are $8.9 billion 20s in this country. He's going to have to do an awful lot of stamping, and he's going to need more than 5,000 stamps to do it. There's a lot of work to do, and uh, you know, we must bring an end to currency abuse. I've, <laughs> I just, what? You, you can't be stamping stuff on, you know, on money. I, and there's got to be, there's got to be a better way to uh, protest this than uh, stamping Harriet Tubman's picture on, on top of uh, $20 bills. You're going to make people angry. I think so. I'm a little annoyed. Why'd you mess up my $20 bill? There you go. This is my money. You know what's going to happen next? People are going to start stamping Trump on some of the bills and Obama on some of the bills and who knows what else on some of the bills. Mm. It's going to start a precedent. And you know, (laughs) that's a great point. And I don't like the thought of any of that. I mean, I'm, I'm back to president on most things here. 
But, you know, I don't want to see his image on a bill when someone else's image should be there. Yeah, you know, this guy's been doing this uh, since President's Day, at least. He's been selling the stamps. So for him to only have 5,000 sold, I think it's a poor marketing campaign on his app. I well, really do. He's trying to make money off of it. You're not helping him. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, we are kind of, aren't we? <laughs> we're pu- yeah, we're publicizing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just saying. Texters weighing in. They got something to say, as usual. Uh, one person says the maker of those stamps defacing the $20 bill should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Right. Roman jail. A fine up to six months mm. in, in prison. You know, I, I you never hear people asking that someone be prosecuted to half the extent of the law. Yeah. It's always the full <laughs> right. extent. That's right. That's right. Well, about two-thirds of the extent of the law, I think, would suffice in this case. Yeah. Well, where are these Left people? Field, you know. Spectre. Yeah. Another one says, if it's not a crime, you should just make the $20 bills worthless. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Somebody, well, you know, we do have a texter who who doesn't have a problem with it though because he doesn't like uh, Andrew Jackson. Says, let's not forget, he did not only own slaves; he beat them publicly and also tried all he could to prevent slavery from being outlawed. He should not be on our money, in my opinion. All right, I guess Washington has to go too. Own slaves, right? Um, Lincoln gets to stay, freed the slaves. There are those who will say it should only be past presidents. So, you know, Alexander Hamilton, Secretary of the Treasury, Founding Father, Ben Franklin, iconic Founding Father, they need to go from the 10 and the 100? Is this where we're headed? I hope not. I hope not. Probably is where we're headed. Let's just limit it to movie stars. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a 10 oh, with Alec Baldwin on it. That'll be great. I just got a J-Lo 20. Yeah, I haven't got two cents for Baldwin, <laughs> i got to tell you that. Anyway, I know where we're headed. We're headed to a news update with my good friend and my co-host, Alan Spector at 7 o'clock. What do you got? But space agencies from Florida and Israel sign a deal, and Trump heads home. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Welcome back from the Memorial Day weekend. Good to have you with us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a Tuesday for our latest check in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the governor makes a space deal in Israel. Details in one minute. We hop on the Trump train in a moment. Don't miss it. Lots of news off the Japan trip. And we've got a privately funded wall being built. Stay tuned. It's coming your way next on Good Morning Orlando. Two agencies thousands of miles apart are now a bit closer thanks to Governor Ron DeSantis' visit to Israel. DeSantis was in Tel Aviv yesterday where he signed a deal between Space Florida and the Israel Space Agency. You know, it's not just the space exploration, which is obviously what you think, but how like satellites can affect like weather. The two groups will collaborate on many projects, including satellite launches. Quite a trip to Israel cabinet meeting there, which is unusual and been some controversy you reported over sunshine laws right. being violated. But I think it's about 100 people went with him, and reportedly most of them paid for the trip out of their own pockets. Interesting. And this is the biggest trade mission, I believe, the governor said anyway. He 
He heard it was the biggest trade mission ever from Florida to I'm Israel. I'm sure that's true. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump speaking on Memorial Day to U.S. and Japanese forces at the Yokosuka Naval Base in Japan. And he had words of high praise. You defend our freedom, our families, and you defend our great American flag. Trump said his trip to Japan was a very productive one. He said it was a great honor that an American president was the first world leader to meet the new Japanese emperor. Yeah, but there was some controversy on that trip. We'll get into it, and we will hear more from what I thought was a marvelous Memorial Day speech to the troops and back here to the U.S. Coming right up. All right, bud. People looking to get hitched this fall in Orlando might have to change their plans. The Orchid Garden and Ballroom recently announced its final event will be held November 3rd. The downtown spot on Church Street has been a popular place for wedding parties, but will be demolished as part of the plans for SunTrust Plaza. Company officials say they'll work to find new homes for all events scheduled after November 3rd. I got to tell you, that was an iconic location yep. down there. We're trading it out for another tower, a bank tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, sad. I think a lot of people would agree, sad. School lets out for the summer over the next couple of weeks across Florida. You won't have as many school buses to watch for over the next couple of months, but Trooper Ken Watson with the Florida Highway Patrol says you still have to be careful, especially when driving in residential areas. Now all of these young children are going to be out all day long on their bicycles and out in the front yard and playing catch. Watson was one of the troopers responding to an accident in Sarasota last week that killed a nine-year-old boy who was riding a bicycle to school with his older sister. FHP says the driver saw the girl but did not see the boy. Alcohol may be responsible for a crash that killed three teenagers in South Florida. A 13, 15, and 17-year-old were on their way to a soccer tournament walking on the sidewalk in North Miami Saturday when they were hit by a car. Sources tell the Miami Herald the driver was a 31-year-old woman who smelled of alcohol and had a suspended license. Mm. We're learning more about the first fatal shark attack victim of the year. 65-year-old Thomas Smiley was swimming off Maui Saturday about 60 yards from the shore when he was attacked by a shark. Smiley, a frequent visitor to Hawaii and avid scuba diver, was pulled to shore by rescue workers who tried to use CPR on him. They also noticed he was missing a leg when he died right there at the scene. The man from just outside Sacramento becomes the first person to die this year from a shark attack and the first in Hawaii in four years. John Saucier, Fox News. WFLA News time is 7.07. An armed man wearing a Donald Trump mask is arrested after getting caught slashing tires. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. I've got a Trump mask and a gun, and I'm slashing tires. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Bud Henning, our Alan Spector, Mike Yaffe, and Melissa Fox with you. Had special programming yesterday morning. Alan was holding the fort here and bringing you the news. The I rest- hope everyone enjoyed their day off yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. He's still talked about that, having to work. But I'm sure you were awesome in our state. Oh, well, yes. That goes without saying. <laughs> I was working, but it was a pleasure and a privilege hosting the Glenhaven Memorial Park and Winter Park um, um, observance of Memorial Day for 25 years plus now. Sally Kopke and her team were awesome. Met so many of you great patriots there. 
and had so many nice things to say about the work we try to do on your behalf here on the 50,000-watt front porch. It was a great, great patriotic um, a ceremony in tribute to those who have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice and all those who have served um, to protect our freedom. Tremendous crowd, despite the unimaginable heat. We had a 98-year-old World War II veteran who was there and honored a 96-year-old as well. And, uh, and there were other World War II veterans, and it was amazing. You know, they are made of the right stuff, Alan, because it was brutally hot, and those guys handled it as though it were no problem at all. You're putting me to shame. I spent all day yesterday in air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, they, I, as I say, made of the right stuff from the greatest generation. And they were cheered, and they were hailed as well they should be. In a moment, we're hopping on the Trump train and all kinds of things to see and hear there. It's coming right up. And in two minutes, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.09. Headlines right now. The World Health Organization is now recognizing video game addiction as a mental health disorder. Gaming disorder, it's called, is defined as gaming that takes precedence over other interests in one's life, like one's health and daily activities, to the point where there are significant impacts on one's life. They ought to be looking into cell phone disorder somewhere along the way, seems to me. But I'm just saying. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the Tom Stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Well, listen, tells me the president is wheels up from his Japan trip. They've already refueled in Alaska. He is winging his way home on Air Force One. One of his last stops was aboard a U.S. military ship in Japan. Let's begin our visit on the Trump train with President Trump, the commander-in-chief, addressing our troops and all Americans back home, his Memorial Day address aboard the USS Wasp in Japan. On this Memorial Day evening in the United States, Americans are concluding a sacred day of remembrance, reflection, and prayer. Citizens all across the country came together to decorate the graves of our fallen heroes and to honor their selfless acts of courage. The citizens of our country are incredible. They love our country, and they love you. Memorial Day links every grateful American heart in eternal tribute to those brave souls who gave their last breath for our nation. Our republic endures because of brave men and women who are willing to lay down their lives to defend us all. Our freedom is earned through the blood and sweat and toil and sacrifice of great American patriots just like you. As we honor America's fallen warriors, we pledge our unwavering devotion to all of those who serve our nation in uniform. I thought that was a terrific speech. and I woke up to it this morning, and we put that together. Uh, Yaffe and I did, and we wanted you to hear it because uh, that's fresh stuff, uh, given the time change. Uh, this trip was not without controversy, no question about it. Particularly, uh, President Trump got into it with the Japanese Prime Minister, um, Shinzo Abe. They have a great personal relationship and friendship but on the issue of North Korea and trade, um, it got pretty testy. 
when the president brushed off the significance of the North Korean short-range missile tests of late. Japan's really rattled, of course, by this, given their proximity to North Korea. And, um, and the president said, these are just small missiles. We're not having nuclear tests, et cetera, since I established the relationship with the uh, North Korean dictator uh, Kim Jong-un. And uh, it also talked about a hope that he wasn't going to have to slap a bunch of tariffs on, uh, on cars coming out of Japan. So it did get a little testy at times. It wasn't all good times in Japan, Mike. Do you think that's the line for Trump then, nuclear tests? Like, what, what is the line? That, that's what I'm curious about. When is the line, when will North Korea cross that line where Trump will be tough on them again? Yeah, I think he actually probably is really ticked off about it. But what he's trying, this is a Trump move. This is what he did when he was trying to steal big-time business deals, okay, in his prior life. You know, he'll schmooze the people, you know, and praise them to the hilt when he's trying to get them to do what he wants them to do, as opposed to bashing them where they'll never do what he wants them to do. That's the strategy here. Where that line is, I don't know, but it's somewhere around where you identified, I think. Nuclear tests? Yeah. Probably. There you go. Now, of course, you know, politics used to end at the water's edge, but Trump is bashed wherever he is. So, you know, uh, he's the ultimate counterpuncher, and he was punching back at the uh, top Democrat in all the polls right now, although I don't know that that's going to hold at all. We're talking about Joe Biden here is Trump echoing what North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un said about Biden. Kim Jong-un made a statement that Joe Biden is a low IQ individual. He probably is, based on his record. Uh, I think I agree with him on that. I can tell you that Joe Biden was a disaster. His administration with President Obama, they were basically a disaster when it came to so many things. And also, and, and I gave you this story before that Trump has uh, since tweeted, uh, you know, Biden wrote the 1994 crime bill, okay? And it was tough on sentences, uh, you know, and a lot of minorities uh, wound up in prison, etc. I like the 1994 crime bill on a lot of levels, but now it's become political poison. And uh, Trump pointed out that he is uh, responsible for criminal justice uh, reform. I think uh, I, this is where I do not agree with him. He's gone soft on crime, in my view, the president, as much as I support him on most things here. Uh, but he was ripping Biden on that score. The Academy Award winning actor, as we continue on the Trump train, John Voight. I don't know how much work he's going to get in Hollywood now, but he's a, he's been an outspoken conservative. Over the weekend, he had a couple of tweets that went out there that told us that we need to stand with our president, stand for... Um, the reality that President Trump is the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln, said John Voigt. I'm sure that'll play great in Hollywood. How about that? Um, anyway, we got three modelers who predict the future of the political landscape now predicting, according to the New York Times, that Trump will win re-election, that he's got lots of tailwinds with the economy and other things that are going well in this country for everybody in every demographic group. And finally, he's being blocked, the president, on getting that wall built. A privately funded wall is being built. And I'll have that story as we wrap up the Trump train in a moment. If you want to comment on anything that you have heard, you are welcome to join me and us at 407-916-5400 or go the text line route at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. Right now, we've got an update for you on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines right now, this local story for you, a fatal shooting in Orange County under investigation. It happened late yesterday afternoon on Willow Street in Zellwood. A 65-year-old man pronounced dead at the scene. No arrest has been announced. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Line at 800-423-TIPS. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. As we stride from one end of the Trump train to the other, and it is jam-packed in the wake of the Japan trip, um, listen to this. With the Democrats in Congress and liberal judges blocking Trump's wall, an organization called We Build the Wall has just started building a border wall in the El Paso area on private land with privately raised funds. Now, Former Trump advisor Steve Bannon is part of this effort, and so is immigration hardliner former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, who was on Fox over the weekend explaining this first-of-its-kind project. This is the first time in American history that a private organization called We Build the Wall, but this is the first time any private organization has built border wall on private land. It's not just any piece of land. This piece of land is right where the uh, El Paso wall that separates El Paso and Ciudad Juarez, where that wall ends. There's been a half mile gap between the existing wall and Mount Cristo Rey. And it was a ridiculously large gap that uh, the smuggling of both people and drugs would go through. The wall has been going up over the weekend. We've been building, we're working 24-7 over the holiday weekend. And they got another um, gap in the wall that they are going to plug that is uh, in the works. Now, uh, Kobach says that the gap in the El Paso wall that has now been blocked um, let more than 100 illegal migrants a night into the United States and more than $100,000 a night in illegal drugs. It's interesting that we build the wall um, project. You can donate to that. You can go to their website, and their average donation is just $67, but they are getting enormous support across the country. And they say they're building it out of high-quality stuff, better than the, uh, uh, than, than the other areas of the wall that exist have been built. And uh, it's material steel that will last for 75 years, not 25 years. And uh, they have a long way to go, but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, it's interesting that he was saying that they thought they couldn't do it. It was impossible to do it in that one section. And they're like, we did it. The Army Corps of Engineers, Alan, said, now nah, you can't build a wall there to the terrain. It's impossible to build. They just did it over the weekend. Well, that's private enterprise for there you. There you go. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> no government red tape to get in the way. There you go. Good See, point. Whenever someone tells me I can't do something, boo, I'm there doing it. See? Just like these guys. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> We're going to send Melissa to the border. Yeah, you're on sabbatical. Get down there and build us a wall, Melissa. <laughs> I got this. Phone it in in the morning we want to we want an update <laughs> they'll get that thing built i'll tell you what you get her on it that will get done it'd be now. kind of a crazy wall though i think i don't know a little yeah, twist turns it'll be fun it'd be very artsy <laughs> i think you know yeah twist. yeah yeah all right anyway there we go that's the trump train for you interesting trip to japan it really was and uh, he and abe got into it you were in the newsroom we were talking about it you know, on, on North Korea and the, and the missile tests and yeah. on trade as well a little bit. But, you know, basically um, it, was a, it was a big show. We met the, you reported he met the new emperor, first world leader to meet the new emperor, the president. That is right? correct. Yeah, and went to a sumo wrestling uh, event and handed out the president's trophy there. Yeah, I did see, though, where a Republican congressman from Illinois took Trump to task for saluting Kim, uh, paying tribute to Kim Jong-un, 
while blasting Joe Biden on Memorial Day. Yeah, he used an anti-Biden uh, comment from Kim Jong-un, you know, and uh, and said, yeah, I think they agree with that, you know, that he's a low IQ guy or something like that. And it was yeah. something about politics at the water's edge, particularly on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, he's a different kind of president. It's not something I'm totally comfortable with. Um, but Yeah, uh, I really don't like it either. I don't like the idea of signing with a brutal dictator bashing somebody. Agreeing here. with anything he might say. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. like it. And yeah, again, it's, it's like it's our business. This is our family. We're having our own argument. You stay out of it. Yeah, and and I think, again, as I said, uh, Alan, when you were down the hall working on the 730 that's coming right up here, I said, um, you know, he is in full Trump schmooze mode here. I think he's not happy with the missile launches. They're not the big ones, and it's not nuclear testing and all of this. But he's trying to schmooze Kim Jong-un to get him to do what he wants him to do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's going on here. And sometimes it's grating. Yeah, it rubs people the it. wrong way. Yeah, it does. Um, news at the bottom of the hour. A lot of folks checking in from the long holiday weekend. What do you have for them? Well, Bud, controversy over a Florida cabinet meeting in Israel. And in our Elsewhere segment... Jeopardy James annihilates the competition. Those stories and others and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Right now, a focus on Florida and our governor. He and a big entourage are overseas. What do we know, Alan? Well, Bud, a government watchdog group is raising a red flag about this week's meeting of the Florida cabinet in Israel. That's part of this trip they're going to meet tomorrow at the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, Barbara Peterson of the First Amendment Foundation says that meeting could violate open government laws. If they want to take ceremonial action, that's one thing. But governors now talking about signing a bill. They've got topics that they're going to be discussing that are of critical interest and concern to the people of the state of Florida. Peterson says she supports the idea of a trade mission to Israel, but can't understand why the governor insists on holding an official cabinet meeting there. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A third measles case is reported here in Florida. The state health department says it occurred in Pasco County. The two previous cases were reported in Broward and Pinellas counties. Hurricane season begins Saturday, and as always, emergency officials tell us to plan ahead. But how does that work for low-income residents and neighborhoods? New Jersey's Rutgers University studied low-income people in areas hit by Superstorm Sandy in 2012. We get to a situation where the hurricane's going to happen soon and everybody starts thinking, who around might need help? But they don't really know. And it's not a time to try to find it out. We have to find it out uh, beforehand. Lead author Dr. Joanna Berger says emergency agencies need to do a better job, especially with seniors and those in the country illegally. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Florida gas prices continue to decline. AAA says the daily average price of $2.60 a gallon is now the lowest since March, and travelers found the lowest Memorial Day gas prices in two years. Longtime Major League Baseball player Bill Buckner died yesterday after a battle with dementia. He had more than 2,700 base hits, but is best known for one unfortunate play. The majority of baseball fans remember Bill Buckner for one unfortunate play with the Red Sox. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner! Here comes Knight and the Mets win it! 
As news of Buckner's death spread through the baseball world, it was clear his peers remember him for much more than that era against the Mets in the 1986 World Series. Red Sox principal owner John Henry said in a statement, his life was defined by perseverance, resilience, and an insatiable will to win. Bobby Valentine, who played with Buckner with the Dodgers, wrote on Twitter, as I clear my head and hold back the tears, I know I will always remember Billy Buck as a great hitter and a better friend. Bill Buckner was 69 years old. Tim McMaster, Fox News. Boy, what a shame, the guy. I mean, what he had a great career. He played he like 22 seasons in the major leagues. Terrific hitter. And a terrific hitter, always very consistent. As we said, 2,700 base hits during yeah. his career, and uh, not many people get to that level. Took mm. a long time for Red Sox fans uh, to forgive him, right, Melissa? And you're he one of them because the no. Red Sox had the series won. I let him go because they wouldn't have been in that series if it wasn't for Bill Buckner. Well, now, that, now you're a thinking fan because yeah. a lot of folks – they just tortured him for years. But then when the Red Sox started winning um, the championships, you know, in the last decade here, uh, Buckner uh, was back in favor and even showed up to great acclaim at Fenway Park. Hey, yeah. you know, errors happen in baseball. There really should have been nothing to be forgiven for Bill Buckner. I agree. That's yeah. what it, I it was brutal. Elsewhere. A huge night for Jeopardy James. James Holzhauer keeps racking up the wins on Jeopardy. The professional sports gambler from Las Vegas notched his 28th consecutive win last night. He wound up the episode with $130,222. That must be about the whole board. Dang. <laughs> That's just shy of the record he set back in April for single game earnings. He now has a total of $2,195,000. million. $557. James is closing in on the all-time record of more than $2.5 million, set by Ken Jennings over 74 games back in 2004. I know he's given some money to um, charity and this kind of thing, and, and yeah. he, he seems like a good guy. He's a little bit of an oddball in a way, but well, boy, I'll tell you, he is so knowledgeable in such a wide range, and he is so quick. But that smile. Yeah. yeah I don't know about that smile. That's <laughs> you know, interesting. If you, you know, an oddball, I mean, oh, he, I, he fits right in I, with most Jeopardy contestants. I, I guess so, and I don't mean that in a negative way. No. But, you know, he just seems a little bit awkward, a little. But, but boy, he is just a phenomenal mind. Mm -hmm. He really, really is. What a story. It's not every day a professional wrestler is spotted shopping in New Hampshire. The Walmart in Seabrook posted a photo on Facebook Saturday showing WWE superstar and actor John Cena shopping inside the store. Cena, a native of West Newbury, Massachusetts, was wearing a Red Sox hat at the time. You know, one of Cena's catchphrases is, you can't see me. Walmart officials included a caption on their Facebook photo that read, you thought we didn't see you, but we did. <laughs> the post with John Cena has been shared more than a thousand times. Cool. And finally, while we're on the subject of wrestling, Alan Nasty Nash is wearing the World Toe Wrestling Championship crown for the 16th year. Toe wrestling. Now, I remember thumb wrestling. You know, you put your you, you, you together your hands together or with somebody else and the thumbs go in the air and you try to pin the other yeah. guy's thumb, yeah. right? This is toe wrestling. Okay, how does this go? Well, this was developed in the U.K. Uh, a few years ago by four friends as you might imagine, drinking in a pub. <laughs> of course. Gee, there's a surprise. Basically, it's like arm wrestling, but with feet. Competitors sit on the grass, lock their big toes, 
and try to push the other's foot into a sideboard. And really? Al- Alan Nasty Nash apparently is the master of toe wrestling. <laughs> I wonder if the nasty part's because of his toenails. I, Could be. Yeah. yeah. can only imagine. Guy feet, you know, not yeah. something anybody wants to see. You know, not I don't pretty. think, generally yeah. speaking. Well, you can find these delightful stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Look for Elsewhere. With. Alan Spector. And be sure to check out all of those lovely toe close-ups. Mm-hmm. They'll all be there for you. Oh, yeah. All right. Enjoy. Alan will be back with news top of the hour and bottom of the hour throughout the show and whenever it breaks. But we're playing our sound judgment game here, and we've got a brand new prize. And if you like Hard Rock Live and you like the music of the Rolling Stones, the Classic Albums Live Rolling Stones event is coming up. And we've got four tickets for our Sound Judgment winner. You can play if you haven't won in a month. Company rules there. Don't come after the Budman. I don't make the rules, but that's what the company says. This is an amazing prize. And if it's not your thing, someone in your family, your kids, your grandkids going to love this. Somebody at work would love to have you give them the tickets you won right here on the radio on Good Morning Orlando. A pack, forgive me, of four tickets to see the Classic Albums Live recreation of a Rolling Stones album as only they can do it at Hard Rock Live. Get on the 50,000-watt front porch and win this thing. You can do it. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Our toll-free, 866-916-5400. Um, Let's get first-timers in there right now. Great opportunity to win. And this pretty easy one, I think. I think you can get this one. 407-916-5400 and 866-916-5400, the toll-free line, as we load up the 50,000-watt front porch for sound judgment. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes for you here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. Headlines, violent weather again up north. They're going to be surveying the damage and continuing to search for anyone injured when the sun comes up. And indeed, it is up now in the Daytona. Make that the Dayton, Ohio area. And the suburbs as well, hit by devastating tornadoes on Monday night. There have been some injuries reported so far. We know of no deaths. Rescue crews in the Dayton area are digging through debris looking for folks who may be trapped. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And they'll do it. Right now, we'll play Sound Judgment for a prize a lot of folks are going to want to win, Melissa. Yeah, it's a four-pack of tickets to see classic albums live. This time, it's the Rolling Stones' Let It Bleed album. It'll be Saturday, July 27th at the Hard Rock Live. And uh, Alan Spector can tell us more about classic albums live. Give us a taste, won't you, sir? Well, the name says it all, classic albums live. This is a group of very talented musicians who come together to perform an album, a classic rock album, live, song for song, note for note. That's how they bill it, and they're not kidding. They do it exactly. They replicate the album, in this case, Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones, which includes songs like Gimme Shelter, You Can't Always Get What You Want. Once they do the album, they take a break, come back, and do greatest hits by whatever band or artist they're featuring. So you'll hear all the Stones' greatest hits, like Satisfaction and Brown Sugar, Tumbling Dice, I'm sure, 
Uh, it'll be a great evening, and Hard Rock Live is a great venue. Yeah, it really is. And you know what you're talking about. You used to host those events yes. in another radio that gig. That is right, bud. I yes, used to host bud. those things, and yeah. then uh, Good ooh, stuff. they told me to leave the station. So a four-pack <laughs> of tickets is up for grabs right now. All you have to do is win sound judgment. Yes, and we made him an offer he couldn't refuse. The rest is history. And here he is on the 50,000-watt front porch, and we're glad Alan's part of here what I we am. do. Yep, ready Yay. or not, here he comes every morning. Now, um... I still have an open line for you. It is the toll-free at 866-916-5400. Grab it before somebody else gets it, and a wrong answer will open up a line for you folks who are on the jammed-up regular lines that are all busy now. 407-916-5400. Are we ready? Ready or not, here comes the game. Well, today's Sound Judgment game trains the spotlight on Florida Senator Marco Rubio. It's Rubio's birthday today. Listen to some sound of Rubio during the 2016 Republican primary race trying to counter Donald Trump's insults and finding that nothing worked. Then use your sound judgment to tell me how many candles will be on Marco Rubio's cake today. He doesn't sweat because his pores are clogged from the spray tan that he uses. Donald is not going to make America great. He's going to make America orange. If he builds the wall the way he built Trump Towers, he'll be using illegal immigrant labor to do it. I don't understand because your ties and the clothes you make is made in Mexico and in China. So you're going to be starting a trade war against your own ties and your own suits. Uh, the crowds are cheering, but Rubio shortly thereafter went down in flames in the Republican primary race. Yeah, and then he was hired at the comedy store in L.A. and uh, <laughs> started doing stand-up and... Let's go to the phones and tell me how many cakes, how many candles, on, how many cakes will be on Rubio's candles today. How old is Rubio today? How about if you make it a little simpler, bud man, so you can get it right. Let's go to line one. How old is Rubio today, line one? Line one. Gone. Opened up the line for you at 407-916-5400. Toll-free might have been a bad sell. Dropped off. That's open at 866-916-5400. It's Marco Rubio's birthday today. Line two, how old is he? 50? No. You're not far off. Thanks for trying. Another line opens, 407-916-5400. Line three, Rubio's birthday today. How old? 48. Yeah, that's it. Great. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Ha, ha, ha. Sounds like Long you. Long time, first time. Yeah, really? Wow. Long yes, time, sir. first time. Love your show every morning. How about that? Well, it's just not my show. And it's... I love the Stones. So I'm in Orlando in um, 2015, so. All right. We got a fan. Yes. Yes, sir. Fantastic. First name, please. It's Marie. Marie. I love that yes. song. I love that name, too. <laughs> and uh, where's home for you? Lake Mary. Fantastic. Right up the road in Seminole County. Marie, you are going to Hard Rock Live for the classic albums live recreate of a great Rolling Stones album. You are pumped, aren't you? Yes, I am. (laughs) Great to have you with us. Thanks for getting up the courage to finally call us and play the game, and you're our winner. Right on. Okay, thank you. All right, don't go away, sweetheart. I'm going to put you on hold, and you do business off air with Melissa. Can we get her to do the contest every morning? I like that enthusiasm. I know it. I know it. Some people are just flatliners. I think they get nervous when they get on the radio or something. I don't know. Well, I will say she said she loves us. She obviously loves the Rolling Stones a lot more. She called for them. (laughs) All these years, she wouldn't call for you, bud. No, that's right. The Rolling Stones, then she was (laughs) ready. There you go. I know where I stand. Just don't match up, I guess. (laughs) Good stuff. And Marie is our winner. 
This headline straight from the Trump train that we talked about earlier in the show. President Trump taking aim at Joe Biden, the uh, top Democrat in all the polls right now, for his involvement in the 1994 crime bill. On Twitter yesterday, Trump said that nobody can be elected president if they were associated with a law that expanded the death penalty, imposed harsher prison sentences, and provided more funding for prisons. Biden wrote the original version of that bill. Trump called it a dark period in American history. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Good morning, Orlando. Coming up on the top of the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, for the ride home this afternoon, you're going to be right where you are, I hope. Here on WFLA from Mike's show. Yes, PM Orlando is back. We were off yesterday for Memorial Day, but we're back 5 to 6 p.m. updating local and national breaking news. Bingo. Speaking of news, Alan, what do you got? The president winds up his state visit to Japan and the governor continues his trade mission in Israel. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 8 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic once again on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Trump heads home. More in one minute. The explosive FBI surveillance tapes of MLK. Stay tuned. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. President Trump is returning to Washington, D.C. today after his four-day state visit to Japan. On Memorial Day, Trump spoke to U.S. and Japanese forces at the Yokosuka Naval Base in Japan. He says their alliance has done wonders for security. Together, you're advancing freedom on the high seas, shielding our nation from dangerous weapons, and preserving the peace that generations of valiant American warriors gave their lives to secure. Trump discussed various domestic and foreign affairs while in Japan, even publicly disagreeing with Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, The president said during a joint press conference with the prime minister that North Korea's recent missile tests did not personally bother him. Abe said he found those same tests to be of great regret. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Governor Ron DeSantis and his delegation are striking deals on a number of fronts during their trade mission to Israel. DeSantis says one of those deals will double the number of employees at an Orlando company. They currently have, um, I believe, about 100 to 120, um, and that's Raphael Systems, the same company that's involved in doing um, things like Iron Dome. Iron Dome, by the way, is the world's first air defense system designed to intercept short-range rockets and artillery shells. A Volusia County resident is credited with helping police catch a driver suspected in a deadly hit-and-run Two pedestrians were hit by an SUV yesterday in Ormond Beach. Witnesses tell the News Journal the driver of the SUV tried to flee the scene, but a man driving a truck forced the driver off the road. One of the pedestrians died while the other victim was critically injured. A fatal shooting in Orange County is under investigation. That happened late yesterday afternoon on Willow Street in Zellwood. A 65-year-old man was pronounced dead at the scene. No arrest has been announced. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Line at 800-423-TIPS. On Florida's Gulf Coast, a Brooksville woman is recovering 
after being mauled by a pack of pit bulls on her morning walk. The dog's owner, Ralph Hughes, says he did not know the three dogs had gotten out of his yard before the attack on the 70-year-old victim. He tells News Channel 8 in Tampa he had no idea they would be capable of doing something like this. When they told me, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. Because they were so good with people, you know. You think you know them, but you don't, you know. Hughes surrendered the dogs to be put down, but is still being cited for several violations. Mount Everest is the highest peak in the world, and lately it's proving to be quite dangerous. 62-year-old Christopher Kulish, a lawyer from Boulder, Colorado, had a dream of scaling the highest peak on each of the seven continents. He made his final summit, the world's highest, Everest, at over 29,000 feet. And on Monday, he died at a camp below the summit during his descent. The cause of death unknown at this time, but about half a dozen climbers died on Everest just last week, most of them while descending. John Saucier, Fox News. WFLA News Time is 8.06. You think I-4 is bad? A massive boulder blocks a highway in Colorado indefinitely. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. But yes, despite the boulder in Colorado, I-4 is still bad. Okay. <laughs> at least we don't have we don't have big rocks falling on us. There you go. There you go. There's... Count your blessings where you can, bud. Uh, I do my Let's best. Let's look on the bright side. I'll tell you, there were many over the weekend as I hosted the uh, Glenhaven Memorial Park um, uh, ceremony uh, for our you know for our fallen veterans and all who serve here. A great event put on by Sally Kopke and her team. Met so many of you uh, veterans there and folks who came to pay tribute. Uh, to those who have served and and those who paid the last full measure of devotion and service to this great country, it was an extraordinary event on a very very hot day. Um, it, it it was just amazing how many people turned out. Started the weekend going out to New Smyrna Beach. It was my wife's birthday on Friday, and right after the show, we boogied on out there and we got on the beach, which now cost you twenty bucks a throw. I still think it's worth it, but I didn't think it was worth it on Friday. I mean, these things happen, but the ocean had coughed up mounds of seaweed that were everywhere. I mean, on either side of the driving lanes on the beach there, uh, it was like six inches deep and everywhere and, you know, kind of smelled and all of this. And it just seems to me that they ought to clean that up, given the fact that they've gone from five to 10 to 20 bucks a pop to get you on the beach now. Um, I think they need to get that stuff cleaned out of there. And I don't want to hear anybody telling me, well, it's a natural thing and we don't want to interfere with nature. Get that stuff off the beach or give me a break on the 20 bucks, for God's sake. Who is that person? Uh, what? Who was just talking to and you that's about That's a Laguini spine liberal who would say, well, wait a minute, it's nature, bud man. We have to let nature just do what nature does. And we don't want anybody uh, interfering and no man or woman interfering in nature. Truman Capote lives. Give me a break. I want my 20 bucks back for crying out loud. (laughs) I had a better question. Dirty beach, but only three restrooms in New Smyrna Beach. Where is that money going? (laughs) I don't know. They do have a portage on here or there. (sighs) You know, it just seems to me they're pocketing a lot of dough. uh, And and I think we needed a break here. And we didn't get it. It's Memorial Day weekend. It'll clean that beach up. Anyway, explosive FBI surveillance tapes on Martin Luther King Jr. Will they tarnish his legacy? 
should they? We'll let you be the judge here in a moment. And in just two minutes, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here on Good Morning Orlando. It's 809. It is joining us this local headline right now. Folks looking to get hitched this fall in Orlando may have to change their plans. The Orchid Garden and Ballroom recently announced its final event to be held on November 3rd. The downtown spot on Church Street has long been a popular place for wedding parties, but it's going to be demolished as part of the plans to build another uh, bank tower at SunTrust Plaza. Uh, company officials say they will work to find new homes for all events at the Orchid that were scheduled for after November 3rd. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. The iconic civil rights leader and extraordinary orator, the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., cast as a sexual predator and a pervert in FBI surveillance tape documents that have been examined by a big fan of MLK, author David Garrow, who won the Pulitzer Prize for his biography of King back in the 1980s. So he's, he's not somebody who's a King detractor, on the contrary. But he's been going through these documents, and um, back in the, in the 60s, then-FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover thought that... Um, King might be in with the communists and, and, and that they were uh, working through him to foment social unrest in this country, of which there was a great deal around King's uh, civil rights movement. Uh, and so at any rate, they have these tapes, and the actual tapes are sealed, I think, until 2027. But the author, David Garrow, has gotten a look at some of the documents, and here is what is reported in a couple of media outlets in the U.K. where this story broke. Um, According to an FBI document, and I want you to be thinking about this and King's legacy and whether or not what I'm about to share with you in these FBI surveillance tape documents should change his legacy, tarnish his legacy, cause us to do away with the MLK holiday, with the big statue and other statues to him, the big statue in the National Mall in Washington. Um, How about all of those MLK street names in Orlando and other cities all across this country? Um, and what I'm going to share with you is interesting from the standpoint of the Me Too movement right now. Okay? Listen to what is reported in some of these FBI surveillance tape documents. One cited by the author Garrow, King and the fellow minister in 1964 were taped discussing which women among their congregations would be most suitable for both natural and unnatural sex acts. When one of the women protested that she did not approve, the document reads, the other minister immediately and forcefully raped her while King, as alleged to have looked on, laughed and offered advice during the rape. FBI agents were in the room next door but did not intervene. The following day, King and a dozen others allegedly participated in a sex orgy engaging in acts of degeneracy and depravity. When one woman showed reluctance, King was allegedly heard saying that performing the act would help your soul. You know, it's long been known that he was not faithful to his wife, Coretta Scott King. Okay? But this takes it to a whole nother level. I wonder how you women react to that here in the Me Too era. You know, where men 
and many of them deserved what they got, have been completely taken down and destroyed by the things they were getting away with, principally in corporate America, with women. Um, but this paints a picture of MLK, the icon, as a pervert and a sexual predator. But I would not do away with the MLK holiday. I would not remove the statue on the National Mall of King. Uh, I would not re- change any street signs across this country because, you know, he brought a lot to this nation. He was a great civil rights leader, and he was one of the best orators I've ever heard. And his nonviolent um, uh, civil rights movement that he led, uh, it was all about nonviolence. I mean, it changed America, and I think it changed America for the good. I think he was a great man, but a very flawed man, these tapes would say. I mean, more so than we knew. But you know what? We cannot demand perfection of great figures in American history in order for us to honor them. There's a movement afoot right now for any president who owns slaves to be taken down off the pedestal and, uh, and mocked and derided and, and, and symbols removed or whatever of the likes of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. And uh, this is going on with, uh, you know, with figures in the Civil War. General Robert E. Lee, they almost took down his statue in Charlottesville. Do you remember all that went down there? Um, I'm sorry. These were not perfect men. Some of them were doing things that were common at the time that, that are just wouldn't work here in the 21st century and that we abhor. You know, owning slaves would be on the list here. But for goodness sakes, you wouldn't have a country without Washington. You wouldn't have a Declaration of Independence without Jefferson, and on and on and on. So how about we agree that nothing changes with MLK, despite these revelations, and agree at the same time to hold these other great Americans in the high esteem we always have and not try and discredit them, dishonor them, and remove symbols of them from the public view and the public discourse. That's where I am on this. Alan, Mike, Melissa, you've been listening intently. Callers, texters, weigh in with us. We'll talk about it in a moment. We'll have that in Orlando's News, Weather and Traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, it's hot here, but they've got violent weather to deal with in other parts of the country. Dayton, Ohio, they're going to be surveying the damage all day today, continuing to search for anybody who might have been injured by a rash of tornadoes that broke out in the Dayton, Ohio area last night. There have been some injuries reported. So far, we know of no deaths. Rescue crews digging through debris looking for people who might be trapped. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories throughout the morning here in Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So what's your take on this um, author who's, you know, showered praise on King in a biography you wrote about him, um, getting into the FBI files um, and the documents, uh, you know, with quotes from the, the surveillance recordings by the FBI of King in the 1960s really does show him to be a pervert and a sexual predator. What about the King legacy moving forward? Well, in general, Bud, I'm wondering where you draw the line as far as where a person's personal life and what they do in that uh, discredits what they've done on the public scene. How many public figures, either historical or current, uh, do we not know a lot of personal information about? And if we did, 
we might think differently about them. We only know about Martin Luther King because J. Edgar Hoover decided to spy on him, perhaps unwarranted, conducting surveillance as he did on other people like John Lennon, mm-hmm. you know, and now this has come to light. Yeah. You know, the question that came out of this, though, is will this destroy his legacy? I'm going to say no. In fact, I'm going to say not much is going to happen with his legacy at all. Because as big as the Me Too movement is right now, even the Me Too movement, they're not going to touch a racial some you know racial icon like this. Race is so sensitive in our society right now. Even those in the Me Too movement, even if they're upset at what MLK did, they're not going to want to touch this. Oh, wait a minute, but they're okay with playing the race card to discredit George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Andrew Jackson, presidents who owned slaves. They're willing to play that and say that was racist. These guys are racist, and we need to take them off the pedestal. Well, I know, and I agree with you, but they're not going to do that with MLK. Then there's a double standard. And, uh, you know, in this age of inclusion and equality, how can we allow a double standard? Melissa, from a woman's perspective, the Me Too movement and what's revealed in the MLK document. Well, it's interesting to me because there's a lot of people that are asking already for proof or they're saying it's only being covered in the, you know, the UK. Why is it not being covered in our outlets? Well, would these be the same people that are asking for President Trump's head for collusion with no proof? Again, the left seems to be a little quick to judge if the villain is Republican, but then they want absolute proof when it's a Democrat involved. Then again, what about Jim Baker, Jimmy Swaggart, and all those? I don't know. Well, the preachers, right. Should it be a blemish? They were involved in, you know, and and Trump with the Access Hollywood tape. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. out there. Should it be a blemish? Erase this history, should we? No. No, we shouldn't, because good works are done by bad men. I'm sorry. All right, let's go to the phones. Hector calling in from Orlando. Good morning, Hector. Hey, good morning there, bud. Uh, this is my feeling about this whole thing. I don't believe it has nothing to do with tarnishing or destroying uh, his reputation. And because it's almost next to impossible to get documents that are sealed unless somebody inside or somebody from the uh, deep state uh, had it released to this author in order to... Uh, hmm. In, in, in All right. Well, what is the point you're making, Hector? I'm running out of time here. Oh, in, in order to uh, start riots and blame Trump for it. Uh, okay. I don't mm. even know what the connection is there. You're, you're, you're way beyond me. You're too smart for me. How about the text line? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of people who are actually upset at the FBI. They don't trust the records because they don't trust J. Edgar Hoover, and they don't like that he spied on King in the first place. But what if these are transcripts of actual recordings well, of yeah. MFLK? Yeah, MFLK. once the recordings come out, if they ever do eventually, that'll prove it right yeah. or wrong. We definitely have both sides of the argument going here. Uh, some person says, uh, if you celebrate him every year, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing and a terrible person. And then another one goes on to say, how come uh, the FBI was investigating him in the first place? Thought he was in with the commies yeah. and fomenting unrest through the Communist Party in this country. That's what Hoover thought. Yeah, another person brought up the double standard issue that you brought up, Bud. says, I disagree with you, Bud. If they take down the white man's statues, they also have to take down MLK's statue. That's why they need to stop the movement to take down the quote-unquote white man's statues and discredit the likes of General Robert E. Lee, Thomas Jefferson, who gave us the Declaration of Independence, and President and General George Washington, father of the country, who literally gave us a country. Might I give you one more? 
This uh, texter says, why don't we just leave MLK alone? He's done a lot of good for all. I'm white. Color doesn't come into it. How many politicians have done questionable things like JFK? He was a great president. Yeah. All right. How about you leave Washington and Jefferson and the rest of them alone, too? All right. Let us continue to honor icons in American history and not tear them down for something in their life that we find so abhorrent. How about we do that all across the spectrum? No double standards. That's what we need to do moving forward. Orlando police officers to the rescue, and the season goes on for FSU's legendary baseball coach. Those stories, our Elsewhere segment, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 831. Good morning, Orlando. Bud heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Bottom of the hour news update right now. My co-host Alan Spector joining us here and a couple of Orlando's finest have come in for some well-earned praise. That is right, Bud. Orlando Police Chief Orlando Roland is tweeting how proud he is of two of his officers after their heroic actions at the airport. A 73-year-old Air Force veteran and retired police officer suffered a heart attack yesterday morning at Orlando International Airport. Master Sergeant Walter Roberson and Officer Dennis Phoenix performed CPR and used a defibrillator to successfully revive the man. He was taken to the hospital for further treatment. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Members of the Florida Cabinet, now on a trade mission to Israel, will hold an official cabinet meeting there this week, and not everyone is happy about it. The overseas location inside the new American embassy in Jerusalem may be more exotic than Tallahassee, but some say it violates sunshine laws. Barbara Peterson of the First Amendment Foundation says holding a meeting overseas is a barrier for most. Well, wait a minute. I don't have, you know, probably the $2,500 to be able to buy a ticket to Israel and stay in a hotel and do all of that, assuming my passport's up to date. The meeting agenda, more than ceremonial, the cabinet talking homeland security and water quality. The cabinet will meet again soon after their return. I'm Rory O'Neill. Measles cases are on the rise across the U.S. The CDC says 60 new cases were reported last week, bringing the number of cases this year to 940. That makes the outbreak the worst since 1994, even after the disease was declared eliminated in 2000. A third measles case is reported in Florida, this one in Pasco County. The Atlantic hurricane season begins Saturday. How prepared are low-income people to deal with a big storm? Rutgers University in New Jersey studied areas hit by Superstorm Sandy in 2012. They found people having a hard time making ends meet will have a hard time getting out of harm's way. People are not ready to do that. In order to do that, you have to have your medicines together. You have to have prescriptions so that you know if you get in another region what it is exactly that you need. And there are a lot of uh, preparations that go into evacuating as well. Dr. Joanna Berger says emergency agencies need to do a better job of reaching out to communities and helping low-income people come up with hurricane or other disaster plans. Legendary Florida State baseball coach Mike Martin's final season is not over yet. FSU made the NCAA tournament yesterday. It's the 42nd year in a row. The Seminoles will play for a chance to reach the College World Series. And elsewhere... In a galaxy far, far out of your budget... The price for a drink at Disney's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is out of this world. 
People packing the Southern California Park this week when the new land opens may need to pack some extra greenbacks if they plan to have an adult beverage at Oga's Cantina. The reported price for a beer flight, which samples the four craft brews on tap, will set you back 75 bucks. What? The alien hard booze concoction called the Yub Nub is a rum punch garnished with passion fruit seeds. That'll cost you nearly $45. Now, keep in mind, these both include collectible glasses. Oh, well. (laughs) Feel better now, Yaffe? It's a bargain. (laughs) No. (laughs) By the way, Disney World's version of Galaxy's Edge opens August 29th, so got time to save money for the beer. I'm I'm sure they wouldn't gouge the public here like they're doing out in the Mouse House on the West Coast. No way. Not here. Come on. It's going to be more expensive. You all realize this, right? Probably right. (laughs) Prices do go up, uh, you know, in three or four months. Bruce Springsteen says he'll hit the road and tour with the E Street Band next year. The boss has an album dropping June 14th, and while he won't tour on that record, he did tell an Italian newspaper about next year's plans. The 70-year-old rocker's coming album is a singer-songwriter project called Western Stars. Bruce also says a documentary covering the album's production will be released soon and includes footage from his home recording studio in Colts Neck, New Jersey. Yeah. A sample Twitter, rather a simple Twitter question from actor Zach Braff what does one do in Albuquerque is getting thousands of responses. What does one do in Albuquerque? Am I supposed to know who this guy is? Zach Braff. He's an actor. That's all you need to know. It's, okay. not, it's not important to the Some story. Some young actor. You ever watch Scrubs back in the day? All right. Albuquerque, city in New Mexico. Yeah. Braff posted the question last week. He's part of a big name cast for the movie The Comeback Trail being filmed in New Mexico. Dang. The responses to his tweet have ranged from the serious, like finding a good spot to watch a sunset, to the more comical, like, turning left. That's a <laughs> reference to an old Bugs Bunny line, which went something like this. Mm. See, you know, I knew I should have made a left turn at Albuquerque. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> How did great. you ever find that? That yeah. is great. Yeah, you know. Old I Bugs Bunny cartoon? Brought in all my old reels of uh, Warner Brothers Jeez. cartoons. I threaded <laughs> them onto the projector here. and uh, <laughs> I wonder what that noise was in the newsroom. Yeah. He's screening Bugs Bunny well, cartoons. He did say it several times throughout the Bugs Bunny uh, series. So. Yeah, it's amazing. You can find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for elsewhere. With Al Inspector. And for those of you who checked in a little late this morning, we're going to take good care of you. You're going to find out everything you want to know and a few things perhaps you didn't know about Trump's trip to Japan with our News Radio WFLA correspondent Bill Zimfer working the foreign desk. He's live with the Bud Man next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. The World Health Organization now recognizing video game addiction as a mental health disorder. Gaming disorder is defined as gaming that takes precedence over other interests in one's life, like one's health and daily activities, to the point where there are significant impacts on one's life. They call it gaming disorder. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. A little tight on time, but we got three minutes for Bill Zimfer to get all of you just joining us up to date on the president's recently concluded Japan trip. He's on the way home right now. Our News Radio WFLA correspondent, Bill Zimfer, working this story at the foreign desk. Welcome aboard, Bill. What can you tell us? 
Well, Bud, this was largely a ceremonial trip. Japan laid out the red carpet for President Trump. Uh, A lot of ceremonies, a lot of dinners, black tie affair, a little sumo appearance by the president, handing out a trophy to the summer uh, sumo tournament champion, uh, some rounds of golf, and a meeting with the emperor of Japan. Now, there were some issues that were briefly discussed, but you know what? Kind of couple of clouds were hanging over this uh, this event over the weekend, uh, one having to do with trade, one having to do with North Korea. The two countries do have trade issues between them. The president says he wants to even out the trade deficit between the U.S. and Japan, which right now is at about $68 billion. Uh, and as for North Korea goes, well, some of the president's comments made headlines in Japan when the president said he wasn't really concerned about the missiles uh, recently tested in North Korea. Yeah. Well, they are a concern by Japan because they may be in range of those missiles. There are some important talks to be held between these two countries. Uh, they will be held down the road. But for this visit, Bud, uh, this was largely to, again, solidify the relationship between President Trump and Shinzo Abe and the alliance between the United States and Japan. Yeah, the comments about North Korea and him not thinking it was a violation, uh, even though it looks like it was of the U.N., uh, um, uh, sanctions against yep. North Korea here. Uh, those missiles here, they look like they may have been ballistic missiles, and that would be a violation. Trump says they're really small weapons. There weren't any nuclear tests done, etc. And that was unsettling for uh, Shinzo Abe, of course, in nearby Japan, the prime minister. And then uh, there was some controversy with the president. And we got into all of this earlier at length, Bill, and you kind of summed it up here with your perspectives. And and uh, it was interesting because uh, he was ripping into Joe Biden, you know, yeah. halfway around the world. And, and some people are not happy about that. No, uh, you know, traditionally, presidents haven't brought up domestic politics when they're on foreign soil. But again, uh, if you were looking for a conventional presidency, uh, where have you been for the last couple of years? This is not a conventional presidency. So really not a surprise that uh, President Trump did that. And uh, if you're not used to it by now, uh, get ready because there's more of that coming. And I think Trump feels, you know, in addition, he's a different kind of president, as you as you well pointed out here. You know, but he gets ripped wherever he is by anybody in his opposition. And I just think that, you know, he feels like as the ultimate counterpuncher, okay, fair game for you, fair game for me, here we go. And, uh, you know, and he used a a, uh, a Kim um, Jong-un comment about Biden being low IQ and just essentially agreed with it, and the anti-Trumpers are going apoplectic. Bill, thank you very much. Working the foreign desk for us, the best in the business. News Radio WFLA correspondent Bill Zimfer. Catch you next time, buddy. My pleasure, bud. Thanks. You bet. One of the highlights I thought of the um, President Trump trip in Japan was uh, his Memorial Day address in front of the troops on a ship in Japan, but for all of us here stateside. An excerpt coming right up as we wrap things up. You won't want to miss this. And it is right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes, a final time here on Good Morning Orlando. Check of headlines right now. Evangelist Franklin Graham is calling for Sunday, June 2nd, this coming Sunday, to be a special day of prayer for President Trump. Graham wrote on Facebook yesterday, or Sunday rather, that no president has been attacked like Trump and that God is the only hope for him and the nation. Graham wrote that the nation is on the edge of a precipice and that God is needed to protect, strengthen, encourage, and guide the president. Stay with us all morning on Good Morning Orlando for updates on our headlines at least every 10 minutes. 
Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Speaking of the president, he spoke eloquently in his Memorial Day address in Japan aboard the American ship, the USS Wasp. And here are some of his comments we played earlier. On this Memorial Day evening in the United States, Americans are concluding a sacred day of remembrance, reflection, and prayer. Citizens all across the country came together to decorate the graves of our fallen heroes and to honor their selfless acts of courage. The citizens of our country are incredible. They love our country, and they love you. Memorial Day links every grateful American heart in eternal tribute to those brave souls who gave their last breath for our nation. Our republic endures because of brave men and women who are willing to lay down their lives to defend us all. Our freedom is earned through the blood and sweat and toil and sacrifice of great American patriots just like you. As we honor America's fallen warriors, we pledge our unwavering devotion to all of those who serve our nation in uniform. Great speech by the president there. I woke up to that this morning with the time change, and uh, Melissa tells us that the president is well on his way home now aboard Air Force One with First Lady Melania, and they've already refueled, and Alaska will be back on uh, American soil before you know it. You know, here um, for our three hours together this morning, the hottest topic has been these explosive tapes on the late Martin Luther King Jr., um, which were uh, recordings done and transcripts of them here. We don't have actual sound, but by the FBI in the 1960s when they thought that a lot of the social unrest that was being fomented along racial lines uh, was being actually generated uh, by Martin Luther King because they thought he was associated with the Communist Party, you know, and that they were using him as a vehicle to foment uh, social unrest, even though, you know, his civil rights campaigns were noted, you know, for their nonviolent approach. Uh, and he's an iconic figure, you know, and an orator without peer in modern American history. But he is revealed in these tapes to be a sexual predator and a pervert. And we got into these earlier and we talked about, you know, how this might influence his legacy, you know. And, and I said, I don't think it should change the great things that he did and for which he is remembered and he is honored. Uh, you know, and that's the way it should be with all great figures in American history, you know, who might have an, Im, you know, an imperfection in their life. And this would be an extreme, for goodness sakes. The man is a minister. And the stuff we shared with you from these documents, you know, uh, from the FBI recordings are just awful. Uh, but you know what? He, he still changed the nation, you know, and, and, and the civil rights movement. I mean, it was his and uh, some of his speeches are just incredible. And I think I don't think we should change anything, but we shouldn't change anything for some of these other great Americans who have now been discredited all the way from Washington to Lincoln to folks just within the last year. Names, you know. Yeah. One texter actually brought this up, said uh, politically correct folks still want John Wayne Airport named because of him because he said something uh, in the past, and Kate Smith statue, we talked about that on the show. They're covering up that statue because she sang a racist song in the past. In 1931, you know, and she was known for God Bless America and all of that. 
Yeah, we have no proof of the allegations of the R word. I mean, he could be a you know womanizer all day long. There's nothing wrong with that. People are pointing out that you know that rape has never been legal. Eh, well, well, we don't have proof. Well, wait a minute. We don't have proof, but but this is an author who wrote a a book praising uh, MLK. He's a big fan of MLK. He says, "I've seen the documents. I've seen what essentially is the transcript." And 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 this guy was cheering on rape and engaging in acts of depravity. You know, I mean, come on. It's a big deal. Anyway, we are flat out of time. For my co-host, Alan Spector, for Yaffe, from Melissa the Budman here, thank you. Have a great day. God bless you and God bless America.